Welcome to the Monday Night Scores, a wrestling podcast covering the epic battle for rating supremacy between WWF Raw and WCW Monday Nitro. We relive the war skirmish by skirmish to decide which show we think should have won the fight for viewing figures that week. We then reveal which show actually did take the gold in the Nielsen ratings using our golden envelope. Last time out... We glazed over the lacklustre, predictable and, well, just plain boring Royal Rumble, which saw, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, HBK win for the second year running. Back in the trenches of the Monday Night Wars, Raw deservedly beat down Nitro with a show that genuinely entertained, thanks in no small part, to the Monday Night debut of the monstrous Big Van Vader, who decimated WWF President Gorilla Monsoon as his manager Jim Cornette watched on, helplessly having lost control of his charge. Nitro, on the other hand, was absolutely shite, as Hulk Hogan made off with the new World Heavyweight Champion Macho Man's Thunder for 46 minutes straight. All of which meant that the glinting lights of the Monday night scoreboard show us that Raw is a nose ahead at 9-8 in the ratings war as we head into another bumper episode that features all of the Monday Night Wars action as well as covering the much-lauded WCW Vegas-based pay-per-view Clash of the Champions featuring everyone's favourite secret weapon, Lean Mean Kevin Green. But before we get into it, we'd best start by introducing ourselves. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Steve, and I am, as always, joined... By a man who once stormed out of the cinema during Jurassic Park because, as he could be heard saying to the other cinema goers in the theatre as he left, Jurassic, half of them things are from the Cretaceous period. It's absolute <laughs> bullshit. It's the one and only nitpicker, Jim. <laughs> all right, Jim? <laughs> I am all right. I'm all right. Well, actually, no, I'm not all right. I'm not all right. Um, oh, no. Well, Story time. Yeah, well, do you know last time about the, the, about the, about the carrots incident? Of the, course. The digging, carrots being dug. And the professional grade manure. Yeah, bull rush, hundred liters. <laughs> After, I guess a sponsorship, I reckon. Enough to <laughs> go for that, wouldn't they? Actually, no one else is coming and knocking. We'd have to get that to them somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been trying to trying to find the, the the culprit of this. What what creature is doing this? And it's just been going on days and days. And you know, the digging hasn't been as intense, hasn't been fully dug up. But you know, you'd see something, maybe you know. Footprints in there, whatever. Sometimes a shite would be in there, and like you, you, you just want to, you know, find out what's doing this. I'm getting more and more riled. I've I've done a Vader. I've I've, I've kicked me bin in. I've smashed me bin in. It's, and then, I, no word of a lie. Just this evening, just this evening before I'm going to record, I've come downstairs. Who's in there? Paws and all. It's next door's fucking cat. Is it? Is, <laughs> Oh no! It's next door's cat has been doing this. Neighbour dispute. Next door's cat. <laughs> it's pissing in there as I've got in. I've fucking, I've chased it off. But then I've just been, I've just been, I'm just riled. Do you know, I'm just riled. I've, I've, I've had to take, I've had to take a bit of time for. I've come on here because I mean, where'd you draw the line with this? <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's, what's the rules on this? I don't. If I had a dog, and my dog was going around there shitting and pissed on their garden. There'd be something to say about it, wouldn't there? Well, of course it was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, where, where do you stand on these things? Where do we, how do we iron this out? I think we can only, that you can only hope that they listen to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> They're the listener. <laughs> it's them. It's after all these years. <laughs> you'll, have to get the karate, you'll have to get the karate fighters out. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way to decide this. F- Thunderfoot. <laughs> What's the other fella called? 
kan du ebbe. Jag pass i för nu Where do we go? That's yeah. that might be the only way. <laughs> yeah, true. Fucking hell. I mean, it's cost me how many carrot seeds. How many liters of bull rush I've been. Become a cat's toilet. Yeah. Yeah. You win your karate fighters. You keep the seeds. I win the cat buys it. Absolutely outrageous. But if we get that, uh, you know, if we get that sponsorship from Bull Rush, that might. Well, that'll be the silver lining to this this particular mushroom cloud. <laughs> I'll have the money for enough carrot seeds, then well, that won't matter. <laughs> and, and some electric fence. Or I'll buy a gun and shoot a cat one of the two. <laughs> oh. Better cut that. We don't want uh, the animal rights people. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll, I'll offset. I'll offset the Bull Rush sponsorship. Yeah, I've a bit of fun stuff. We can. If we, we have our SPCA and better on our case. Paul Rush coming in a negative PR before they've even signed the deal, before they've signed the diet. Paul Rush support animal murdering man. <laughs> <laughs> the cat. dragged him through the mud for even had verbals. We haven't even discussed anything. The wrestling cat killer strikes again. <laughs> we've had to employ a PR team just to. Uh, to quash this association doesn't even exist and quite right <laughs> I'm on their side anyway that's it for another episode of Garden Forest <laughs> oh dear <laughs> Sp- spin off spring watch in Jim's garden <laughs> Jim out there with a night vision camera and a rifle. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also joined by another man who is so tired after a hectic semana de inspection, inspection week, that he's had to chug 15 cafe con leche coffee with milk to be able to stay awake for this recording. It's the one and only lost Liam. All right, Liam? All right, fellas. And he... (laughs) Any manure-based animal abuse from you this week? <laughs> Sadly not. It always comes to me, and I'm a massive letdown after uh, after superb storytelling from Jim week on week. So uneventful week, other than the uh, the inspection. Um, Very glad to hear it. So massive anticlimax after that tale. I'm just I'm afraid to say. Fantastic stuff. Right, well, we best get into it then. All right, Jim, stop that. I'll get you placed in history with some cultural reference points. Here we go. Let's set the scene. The date is the 29th of January, 1996. This week, in film, the US box office was topped by Mr. Holland's opus, whereas in the UK, in an apparent passive-aggressive hint aimed at WCW, who've been in Caesar's Palace for what feels like forever, leaving Las Vegas was at number one. In theatre... The nitpicker's second favourite West End show, after Fiddler on the Roof, obviously, Cats <laughs> conducted its 6,138th performance to become the longest-running show in London. In sport, future Basketball Hall of Famer Magic Johnson took a leaf out of Ric Flair's book and came out of a five-year retirement to help the LA Lakers to a 128-118 win over the Golden State Warriors. And in music, there were a stream of unimaginatively titled albums released. 
Total released Total. Trans Am released Trans Am. Remy Zero released, you won't believe it, Remy Zero. And Mekons released, you guessed it, Pussy, King of the Pirates. <laughs> right, now we know which tunes we were watching at the flicks, what the nitpicker was marvelling at at the theatre, what we weren't calling a comeback, and what we were listening to on our compact disc ghetto blasters. Let's see how Vince and Eric tried to compete with that lot. There'll be Super Bowl-bound... Bizarre celeb tie-in Kevin Greens. Absolute garbage comedy wedding orchestrating mean jeans. But no stunner inheriting Kevin Steens because he was 11 at the time. Let's get cracking! And we kick off with WCW as we open the pages of the Nitro Notebook. Nitro is coming off the back of the frankly abysmal Clash of the Champions, which is, to date, the worst show I've watched during the Monday Night Skull so far, with only a few redeeming features. Here's what happened. The Public Enemy and the Nasty Boys had a terrible brawl of a match that ended with a double DQ. Dean Malenko defeated Alex Wright in what was a good match for the purists, but that was about it. Flying Brian beat TMNS favourite Eddie Guerrero in what was a decent enough match, but not as good as I'd hoped to see from these two, with one point of interest being the unhinged Brian's unscripted attack on Bobby Heenan on ringside comms table, who, protective of his damaged neck, shouted, The fuck are you doing? right down the mic, before Heenan <laughs> regained his composure and went right back to it like a pro. Brian later apologised. Sting and Lex Luger defended their belts against the Blue Bloods in what was the only TV match on the entire Clash of the Champions show to have gold on the line. The only other one being a dark match after the main event as One Man Gang beat Disco Inferno to retain his United States title, which, I know, and the audience agreed because three quarters of the crowd left to beat the traffic rather than sticking around to beat their meat while the match was on. After their match, Sting and Luger accepted a challenge from the returning Road Warriors to defend the belts on Nitro. More on that coming up shortly. We had a shambles of a Vegas wedding between Colonel Parker and Sister Sherry, but it never took place because Sherry was jumped by Medusa. I'm going to say it like that. It's Medusa, but they all say Medusa, and I couldn't stop. Who absolutely battered her, by the way. I wasn't sure if this was a shoot. It was that violent on the concrete, on the tarmac outside. Conan defeated Psychosis in another okay match, but I expected more from these two as well. And Ric Flair and the Giant managed to defeat Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage after Flair hit Savage with a foreign object. The rumour was, however, that having lost the belt to Savage a few nights back, Flair threatened to quit if the original booking of Hulk winning after hitting his finisher, what else, was carried out, causing them to pivot to this finish. But honestly, what a shit show it was in general. What did you make of it, lads? Um, I think you've hit the nail on the head, though, with it being the the worst that we've seen in terms of uh, paper. I don't know if it was a pay per view or not, but it was it was diabolical, wasn't it? Um, it really was. I think they peaked too early, didn't they? In the night before, it's like when you go on holiday with the lads and you spend all your money like two days in, <laughs> and then you're just like hang, hanging on. You're hanging on for the rest of the holiday, then, aren't you? It was terrible. Yeah, that's um, a good analogy. It's it's it was. It was it was rough. It was just bizarre as well, wasn't it? Because like yeah, the nasty boys appearing from nowhere. We, we've not we've not seen them for a long time. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dash Wunderkind's not really appeared at all. We had the the two Mexican wrestlers who haven't appeared at all. It was just just filler, wasn't it? All filler. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, complete filler material. Um, but I did. I mean, what did crap me up was uh, he's he's only been there for like thirty seconds, and um, Hulk Hogan was already calling Kevin Green his best friend. So that was. <laughs> That was pretty funny, and then he tried to give him like a a high five, and 
Uh, he missed that, and then he tried to go like the down to fist pumping, and then Kevin Green had gone up for the high five. So that looked <laughs> that looked all all shambles as well. So kind of summed kind of summed the, the whole night up, to be honest. On, on the same page, like a pair of best friends would be. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, so enough of that bollocks. So now to Monday Nitro, and the guys and gals are coming to us live from Canton, Ohio. And an elated Eric Bischoff welcomes us to the show amid ring and arena pyro that had knocked Sting nice but dim for six. Over to the lads on the announce table, and we begin, as we must, with Pepe Watch. And this week, I have not got a fucking clue. The long-suffering hound looks like a cross between Dracula and a Christmas pudding, and frankly, he looks like he hopes someone might confuse him for the latter and shove him in the oven at Gas Mark 6 to end his eternal nightmare. <laughs> I've just realised there's a lot of, More a lot of animal abuse. abuse. It's <laughs> <laughs> gone. The sponsorship's gone. There's no <laughs> last pod. Oh dear. The lads big up the fact we've got the Road Warriors in action tonight, and Bobby the Brain Heenan smells a tag team title change. To kick things off, we have who else but the one-man thunder thief Hulk Hogan, who's taking on the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair. Flair's out first as he struts his way down the ramp. Bischoff on comms wants to pass on his congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys for winning the Super Bowl last night, but that he also wants to pass on his special congratulations to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who he described as one hell of a team, or as most of the rest of the world would describe them, the losers. I mean, how they managed to lose despite having secret weapon lean mean Kevin Green in their lineup simply beggars belief. He was arsing about in Vegas the week before the Super Bowl. <laughs> That'll do it. It's not the best prep, is it? <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> oh, honestly, all that cobblers about Lee Mean Kevin Green, he bloody lost. It was, it was so funny. I loved how Bishop's like, slip it in. I've got, I've got to reference it. But I'll do it quietly whilst fucking Hulk, Hulk's on the way or flares on his entrance or whatever. It's so funny. Anyway. Flair gets the win after the battery Arn Anderson heads ringside where, as Jimmy Hart holds back Miss Elizabeth, who's in Hulk's corner, Arn steals her high-heeled shoe, gives it to Flair, who then clocks Hulk in the eyes, unseen by the ref, of course, allowing the nature boy to get the pin. I did not see this coming, by the way. I did not see Hulk uh, losing on Nitro. Me no, especially, no. In the cur- especially in the curtain raiser as well. That, that shocked me enough to find him not in the Getting main event. but no less. Indeed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, foul play still involved, but you, you're dead right. I know I was. I, I couldn't I did believe. not see it coming. Next up, it's the returning road warriors who are taking on the faces of fear, Meng and the Barbarian. The Dungeon of Doom lads are out first and the road warriors are greeted to LOD chants from the elated crowd. An entertaining enough match unfolds with unsung hero Meng in particular doing his damnedest to get the warriors over and the crowd really were hot for Hawk and Animal so he definitely did his job. The match culminates with the Barbarian setting Animal up for a powerbomb and Hawk diving over the top of his partner to land a flying clothesline and it looked a bit sloppy as poor Barbarian had wait an absolute age and pretend he was struggling to lift Animal despite having had no bother doing so at any point during the match so far as Hawk sort of steadied himself on the top rope and then executed the leap and the move allowed the Legion of Doom to get the win on their Nitro debut. Men keeps getting like shunted him with all the bozos doesn't he? This barbarian character. He he fucked that finish up like you said and and he he, he pile driven it was Hawk he pile driven it was Animal he pile driven wasn't it and then Hawk get the clothesline. Yes yeah yeah yeah. yeah, So he pile pile driven Animal Yeah, and then because he was because Oh, I fucked this right, but I'm like, I'm already got the barbarian. Um, <laughs> he piled like, he an got paid for that. <laughs> yeah. He, he piled an animal because fucking Hawk wasn't in position with the clothesline. Yeah, correct. and then he had to go and set it up again. Stood yeah. there for an age and whatever else. 
So he fucked that up. There was a bit earlier in the match where there was, they were building to a comeback from Animal. He also fucked up and just went to reset the clothesline bit. Oh, when, again, he, when, he, when he leapt off the, the second rope yeah, and, he, and, yeah. he went, and he fell forwards being hit yeah. by it. <laughs> yeah, he, got, and he went just, back and did it again. Yeah, and just, 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 just do it again. Spot. I'm just going to do it again. Immediately. I'm just going to do exactly the same thing again. Come on, oh, Babadim. But you're so right. Meng deserves better than this because he's this like absolute, you know, consummate pro. And just, I mean, why they don't give him a manager and make him an absolute beast, I don't know, because he, he could do it and do it brilliantly. It's, it's a, you could have some nice variety of the, the singles fucking roster, couldn't you, as opposed to seeing the same exactly, exactly. four guys every week. We haven't heard of this tag team, though, have we, before? Faces of Fear? No, first no, I don't we know. Because no. when I was watching this, I didn't know if, if Meng had cut his ties with the Dungeon of Doom or what, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? No idea what was going yeah, on. Yeah, no one mentioned yeah. The, the dungeon does seem to be this, this just like, if you're a heel, you're in the dungeon. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's that daft in it. And you've you got m- multiple, as you say, tag teams and factions within it. But it's like, yeah, it's it's, it's absolutely bunkum the whole lot. It was uh, it was strange seeing the uh, the road warriors in, in a blue attire. Yeah, I thought that. I know, I know. It just didn't look right, did it? Didn't. It just, didn't, <laughs> it just didn't, didn't look right at all. Got to be red. You're so right. <laughs> I liked him. I just had this, I had the issue with, um, you know, it's, uh, I agree with the blue, the, the blue clopper, but I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I liked him, but it was, it was, it was weird. So, you know when Hawk got, it, Hawk took a pile driver, didn't he? Just yeah. completely no-sold it, yeah. jumped straight back to his feet. So you've got Hawk no-selling pile drivers. Yeah. And, but then the whole story, the whole spiel is, is Animal's back is so weak that he's like, you know, he can be fucked by a snapmare. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's kind of setting up the whole story of can they still operate like they used to or whatever, but I don't know, it just seems... The thing is, as well, if he's got a bad back, how does he? How did he? How did he hit the finisher? Because like it involves animal picking someone up on his shoulders. So oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's integral to that. That bit he's fine for. Yeah, and he was all right. Yeah, he did that. He, he, they were about to hit the uh, what is it? The doomsday device or something. Yeah, daft. yeah. It looked yeah. okay then, so no idea. Yeah, you're so right. And no, but I know, I know what uh, I know what you mean as well, Jim. The um, the. It was kind of just the, the, the ridiculous polar opposites, isn't it? The, yeah, the two ends sorry. of the spectrum. Which and, and I, I mean, I hate the Hulk up spot when anyone does it. Like it just it's it's kayfabe shattering, isn't it? It's like yeah, you can the more you the more you hurt me, the the better I become. You know, it, that doesn't that, nah, not having it. So no, nah, complete with you. Yeah, I was a bit uh, a bit underwhelmed, a bit nervy about the Legion of Doom going forwards from this kind of you know booked as this absolute monster tag team, and it was a bit of a. If you if you're not if you're not looking slick as a, as anything in with with Meng, you haven't got much hope when you're up against you know imagine this against freaking Taskmaster Disco or Disco Inferno <laughs> yeah Jesus so it's only one way to go from here <laughs> then next the next chapter in the worst working arrangement of all time Dungeon of Doom Four Horsemen saga is up next Taskmaster trots out the usual I thought Arn Anderson was a man of his word spiel which is just I, I can about thirty seconds with him and then I want to punch myself in the face. And he's still not happy that Fry and Brian's not gotten his just desserts yet. This is like ridiculous, isn't it? Like <laughs> he's already he's already voiced his uh, know. you know he's he's disgusted at this. He doesn't need to do it on a weekly basis. Like, it's the same, oh, same sure, problem we had last sure, time. I'm sure Double A's got the message. But when Arm was gonna was gonna administer some kind of like punishment, he, he fucking in. attacked him <laughs> at, at that point when Arm was gonna was gonna fucking do, do what Pillman. he wanted him to do. Yeah, he, he attacked him. Yeah, it was insane. Oh, it was absolutely insane. I've got a really big issue about you not doing anything about this. Right, I'm going to do something about this. Right, no, you're not, because I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> exactly. His days are numbered here, aren't they, the Taskmaster? Like, he's terrible okay, in the ring, know. and his promos are even worse. Okay. <laughs> do you reckon we're getting up to, like, the last 20 minutes of old Yeller now, in there? It's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> Can't be. Yeah. We're out to the barn any he's minute. Getting, he's yeah. getting taken to that barn. 
Charlie. Yeah. Bless him. <laughs> Shocking, wasn't it? It was, oh, it was it terrible, was. terrible work, this. Yes, you're both so right. And uh, and yes, Jim, as you say, what happens is um, <laughs> Arn agrees with Taskmaster. So, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thumbs up. And then turns to, to Fry and Brian and chastises him for not being uh, the team player that he should have been, uh, citing his lack of attendance in the flair match we've just had. Um, and he says that if he's going to act like a child, then he's going to deliver some tough love and takes his belt off to punish Pillman. And at that point, as you as you rightly say, he gets jumped by Taskmaster and Hugh Morris, who I obviously can't take seriously, as Taskmaster then grabs the belt himself and proceeds to whip Fry and Brian. The battery recovers. DDT's Hugh, who now looks like an absolute chump. <laughs> he's got the jump on, on Arn with another bloke, and he still ended up getting DDT'd almost immediately. Like, he's, he's so squashed. And the, the battery then fends off Taskmaster, who's adding some serious welts to Pillman's back. Back on the mic, Arn says, Taskmaster, we had a deal, and now that deal's broken. He demands that the WCW commission a match between him, Pillman, Taskmaster and Hugh Morris. So I imagine we're going to see that next week. Did you hear Mongo's uh, during this? No. He, he, he jumped, jumped on the mic and when uh, when Taskmaster was whipping Double uh, A, he said he's whipping him like a red headed stepchild. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, they didn't lose their sponsor. We don't have to worry about Bull Rush, I don't think. <laughs> I'm going to say, I think, we, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I mean, just, there was no need for that. What's that mean? <laughs> oh, Mongo. Right, there you go. Yikes. And he's, he's the face commentator. That's, what, that, that's exactly what I've put down. <laughs> this guy is supposed to be the face commentator. <laughs> just... Oh, dear. Next, Sister Sherry gets revenge for Medusa ruining her wedding in another brutal match. With a snap suplex from the former Alundra Blaze, planting Sherry on the outside in particular, that made me wince. Sherry steals the win here by rolling through a body slam from the top rope into a cradle to get the pin. But Medusa immediately continues this already violent assault with a belly-to-back suplex that looked a bit dangerous, landing Sherry almost on her head. And then she continued to slap her and violently slam her head against the mat from a prone position that was absolutely brutal. Couldn't believe it. I think I can sympathise with Rhea, though, because, I mean, what, I could not believe they had her lose this. <laughs> she, she's, she's come out, jumped the lass who's, like, she's all dressed up, up to wrestle and all that. She's, she's, they've, they've, they've pinched her from WWF. They've made the big thing with a, you know, big introduction with dropping the title in the bin. Yeah. She's come out all ready to wrestle. She's jumped the lass who's just wearing, like, a dress like she's going out for the night. And <laughs> yeah. She's not even got shoes on. She no? not got, she's not got no shoes. <laughs> Did you high heels? And, and, then, and then she beat her. And she beat Medusa. She was in no way ready to arrest the match. And she beat Medusa. I was absolutely flabbergasted. I could not believe yeah. it. You're so right. I know. You're so right. I mean, it's no slight to Sister Sherry. I'm sure she's decent enough in the ring. But Medusa is. I've also seen in uh, previous form uh, WWF on the, on, the, on the scores. She's a cracking in-ring wrestler. Yeah. Absolutely cracking, and she there was, she, there was some kicks here from Medusa like mid mid match, and yeah. it was just like they were absolutely just. KO in uh, Sherry you're just taking them full on like no holding back yeah unbelievably violent match unbelievably brutal next up our main event of the evening with the giant taking on macho man Randy Savage for the world heavyweight title at least this bloody week (laughs) the title match is indeed the main event (laughs) macho man's accompanied to the ring by Miss Elizabeth woman 
Linda Bollier and Deborah McMichael, all of whom would marry wrestlers. And they are coaxing Macho to join them as his music plays. But he then appears out of nowhere and blindsides the giant with his belt from behind repeatedly. This stops the match before it begins, with the win awarded by DQ to the giant as Macho leaps onto his back to apply a sleeper hold. Ric Flair appears at ringside, remember he was Giant's partner at the Clash of the Champions. All getting a bit confused, this whole dungeon horseman, who's feuding with who and who's in cahoots with who, I'm confused. Anyway, Flair, Giant, all grand. And Flair grabs Macho's feet and hauls him out of the ring, then proceeds to land some chair shots and chops to Macho before allowing Giant to land a huge hanging vertical suplex. I don't know if you caught this, but when Flair was battling um, Macho Man on the outside, there was an unbelievable line from Eric Bischoff where in which he has said, um, so the whole idea is Savage has got no allies, has he? It's just the heel, he's there with all the heels. Yeah. And uh, he goes, Sting and Luger aren't in the building. So Hogan's injured. He's pointed out to Hogan, got the injured eye. He goes, Sting and Luger aren't in the building. Not that Luger would be any help anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. You, absolutely on the money, Bishop. You're on the fucking money. But he wouldn't. He'd be no help. You're so right. <laughs> He'd be not at all. Doesn't matter who was there to help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no. That's brilliant. That's that superb. Unintentional loan. <laughs> Great catch. Perfect from Bischoff. Just absolutely <laughs> buried. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh. Giant then sets Savage up for a choke slam and has to hilariously hold him there for an absolute age as he wakes for as he waits for Hulk to make his way to the ring and hit him with a pathetic chair shot to the back. Looked absolutely shite. How many times have we seen this? <laughs> I know, I know. It's rinse and repeat. It is fucking hell. This time though, what what what's Hogan done to his head with this bandage? Like, <laughs> he looks like he's come from cataract surgery. Have you seen the state of it? <laughs> Like he took he took a, a heel to the head from Miss Elizabeth earlier on, and he's got this ridiculous like eye patch thing on his head. <laughs> what was going on? What's absolute comedy? He it's... looks like a ringer for Mister Bump. Like <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> what, a, what an idiot! He finds new ways every week to make himself look like a bigger idiot. <laughs> but that. he's so like like adamant and about protecting himself and always yeah, making right. himself look the best. But he, he is, you're right. He finds every week he finds a way. You can just see what he's he's, he's gone through there in his thought process. Like he's actually been pinned on nitro for once, so he's had to like make out. So he's really injured. So he's exactly. in his thinking. He's like, I'm gonna wrap a bandage around the head loads of loads of times, so the crowd think I'm like really really hurt. And it, and instead he looks like an absolute idiot. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> he fucking hate that because he's all right in his head. He's like, Jesus, it's like all a, about him protecting. I look like stuff. a wounded soldier. Yeah, yeah exactly. I get so Mr. much sympathy for this. <laughs> That's exactly what's going through his head. You can read him like a book. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> he's, got, he's got more bandages on him than the fucking Yeti. He's got <laughs> He's got down so 
storming in with his shitty chair that he pats onto tapping people. On, yeah, tapping on everyone's head. <laughs> just don't do it. You just use the eye rake again, you know what I mean? Gonna, <laughs> if that's what you're going to do with a chair, don't bother. Don't, I don't want to see anyone get head injuries, but what's the point? You've got yeah, the eye rake of doom at your disposal. What are you carrying that thing down for? And the kicker is, that's why it takes him so long to get in the ring, because he's trying to navigate it whilst uh, keeping up with his chair. So poor Giants holding match there for about an hour. Just as if, I mean, how much of a moron does he look like now? As if he's gone, well, you wait, macho. I mean, this is going to really hurt. One of these you days. Wait. One of these days. He <laughs> sidles in. Right, and he, you can see him, but he pauses when he gets to the apron. He's got to get this fucking chair in before him. Which, which by the way, he's doing without any depth perception now because he's bandaged one of his eyes. So he doesn't know how far away the ring is, right? So then he gets in there and starts patting fucking giant with this chair. And meanwhile, the poor lads on comms are selling it like it's a fucking nuclear bomb. Oh my god, you can't You barely touched him. It's insane. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Mr. Fucking Bomb. <laughs> anyway, yes, so Hogan proceeds to do what he does best and steals the thunder. He's like he's, he's like he's like one of them storm chasers, you know, like any whiff of thunder and he's there in his pickup, hunting it down. He's gonna be there in a minute. Anyway, he cleans the giant's clock with the chair, smashes him over the top rope. Well, I say smashes and giant was doing a lot of the work here. Uh, before the rest of the Dungeon of Doom arrive, inevitably, Austin Powers henchman style and offer themselves up one at a time to get battered by Hulk's chair. Hugh Morris, one man gang, Taskmaster, they all do it, they all line up and let Hogan clean house. Apart from <laughs> <laughs> there's a Brotiac who despite the fact that this week the giant has just been in the actual match in the actual ring still dedicates his entire effort into stopping him from getting involved <laughs> it's getting I mean what's what next next time this happens right we're gonna have we're gonna have giant waking up in his bed and Zabrodiak immediately pinning him back down with using the sheets no no giant nowhere near the hook it's unbelievable it's getting worse. <laughs> anyway, back to the comms table, and Flair's strutting around and angrily wooing in Mongo's face, which got a pop from me. <laughs> really <laughs> aggressive, right? This was brilliant. This, this was absolutely it's brilliant from Flair. Favourite bit of the show. He tells Hogan and Savage that he wants a mega match at Super Brawl. Two rings, two cages, and no further information. Bishop and Mongo flee as Flair sits down, puts on, <laughs> puts on Eric's headset... <laughs> I cried. Would you imagine this? I replayed this about five times. Sorry. Bishop and Mungo flee as Flair sits down and puts on Eric's headset, saying, I'm the host. <laughs> 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 and Buena doesn't know what to do because <laughs> what can you do what was great about this though is like Fleur he tried to do his bit at the very beginning and because he was that like pumped up and he was that excited he just couldn't get his words out it's just inaudible wasn't it he couldn't because yeah. then well, this is what I've got right? I wrote down what he says after I'm the host <laughs> he says he just he says super brawl twice and WCW once <laughs> A couple of other nonsensical missives that you can't hear. And at that point, Bobby Enan tries to make some sense of it and a senders out. But as he does so, Fletcher sits again. Really sad. like, super raw. <laughs> <laughs> and we fade to black. 
this was genius. This show was shite, but I could have watched this bit. <laughs> Did you see him as well? Like when. Uh... And when um, I think it was Jimmy Hart was on the uh, on the mic when he was at the comms table, yeah. like Fleur's like like kind of chopping giants, like kind of like you know <laughs> yeah, getting 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 pumped up, but that that crap me up as well because it, the, it, the the excitement on his face, <laughs> he just lost the plot here. He, he was, was so absolutely good. goosed. He was. <laughs> You're so right to believe me, Cotton. He had his like things to say, but he went he went hell for leather. Well, he went in far, far far too early. It's the red mist descended to his didn't <laughs> Yeah, lost his head. Oh, absolutely superb. Giant got on comms as well, didn't he? <laughs> Rodiac didn't stop that. Yeah. There's something he's allowed to do. Yeah, comms. Out. And he's, yeah. he's terrible at it. <laughs> well, he, he, he said that Hogan's mind, heart and soul is his forever. Like, whenever, whenever he says anything, it's, it's, for, it's forever, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to be the world champion forever. <laughs> Hogan's mind, heart and soul forever. Like, shut up, Giant. Pat, Rodiac oh, got pat this shit in now. He goes on comms. <laughs> Fuck this shit indeed. Oh dear. So that was WCW Monday Nitro, but what did we all make of it? Let's find out with our ratings builders and ratings killers. Who wants to kick the builders off, lads? Uh, I'll put forward Rick Floyd simply for the the last <laughs> two minutes of this uh, of this show. Um, just totally, you know, chaotic performance on the on the comms table. He looked like he was going to pass out at one point. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what, one thing you can't deny with Rick Floyd is, even though he, he might have uh, a really rubbish promo to deliver, or he might be involved in a really rubbish segment but his, his commitment to del- delivering it with like with yeah. everything he's got is you know second to none so um and this that's what he, he did here and he, he had to obviously <laughs> piggyback the giant through it as well but just absolute genius from the fellow here i just wholeheartedly agree wholeheartedly agree you spot him you saw right yeah you can't question his uh his effort ever so good so entertaining um I, a bit of a builder from me but it, it got Rapidly negated soon after, but Medusa looked like a bit of a badass for yeah. for long yeah, periods yeah. Um, throughout that match that she had, right up until the point where she lost to the woman who looked like one of fucking Hogan's walk-on girls. So that I could <laughs> I could not get my head around it. Um, so it, was, it was it was a builder, but it was they, they fucking wiped it out themselves. <laughs> you know, I, I thought she looked pretty good as well, actually. Completely with you. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I I share both of those. Um, I'd add Meng there again. I can't yeah. can't watch him without going. What a what an absolute Rolls Royce of a wrestler he is. And yet, as we've discussed, yeah, it, well, as we will discuss again, me killers. But he's 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 well above this lot. He's, he shouldn't be a fucking you know no no an enhancement guy for everyone else because he should be fucking right at the top. He's so good. Give him a manager if he can't talk. And we don't know. You never give him a mic. Might be. Might be amazing on the mic. But you've got plenty of people who are shite on the mic and you give it them every fucking week. So, you know. Just give them the fucking dirth <laughs> that they have. It's the same guys rotated every week. Exactly. Put somebody else in there. Correct. And he's a prime so example good. of someone you can do it with. Totally. He's massive. He's so good in the ring. He's so fucking... I mean, it's a terrible cliche there, but he's really, you know... <laughs> 
maneuverable for a big guy, but he fucking is, you know, high kicks here and all over the place. He's so fucking good. And yeah. he's propping up everyone else here, and this, this match would have fallen apart without him. I mean, it very nearly did, and did his damnedest to do that at various times in any case, but the only reason it was just about held together was was this lad. The only other thing uh, I'm going to add, builders-wise, sorry, Liam, is uh, I'll just go with the crowd made into it. The crowd seemed quite excitable all through, which I felt made it better than it, the programme, sorry, better than it actually was, because when you were yeah. yeah, yeah, down on. there, there was just so much... Dross again, wasn't they? Yeah, you're dead right. You're dead right. I will. I will mention Hogan losing as well on Nitro. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I didn't. I nice, did not see that coming at all. I was flabbergasted that he wasn't in the main event. That that took that caught me off guard. But I was even more flabbergasted that he lost, especially yeah. after losing the night before at the uh, or the week before at the Clash of Champions. Yeah. Um. So yeah, did, did not see that coming at all. So you know, when that when 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 you're taken back a little bit by Nitro. You, you've got to stick it in the builders. Listen, Hogan, yeah. Hogan you, you can count on you know three fingers, can't you? How many times you'll lose in one year? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I did not exp- did not see it coming at all. Spot on. I'll, uh, the other thing I'll add on a sort of um, you reminded me there was I actually really appreciated having a breather from the Luger and Sting crap. Like Sting's yeah. been winding me up, as I said, been booked as this fucking moron for ages, and it was it was good to have a bit of a breather from that. And all right, I'm not saying we got. <laughs> Lots of other stuff that I was really looking forward to and want to see again, but it was it was at least we didn't have that same shite for another another week because I, I couldn't have caught with it. <laughs> so you're watching Clash of Champions, Clash of the Champions, yeah. I couldn't have caught with it. <laughs> All right, so there can only be one each. What are we going for? Oh, actually, I'm going to throw a curveball in there. I'm going for this is me because this is me ultimate builder. Cool. Ultimate builder. <laughs> um, it's a stage. <laughs> I'll be there next week. <laughs> um, Bischoff slaughtering, slaughtering Lex Luger. Uh, that, I'd tune in again <laughs> yeah, next week yeah. just to see if there was another comment that I'd be thinking he's doing this on purpose. So <laughs> Bischoff slaughtering Luger. He'd be no help anyway. Phenomenal. Can't argue with that. Liam, has that swayed you? I mean, I, I missed that. So if it had, if it had, if it had caught me, I mean, I, don't, I probably fell asleep at the time and it was going on, but. Uh, <laughs> If I'd have noticed it, I'd have been swayed by by Jim putting it forward. But I've got to go with Ric Flair. Just just absolute genius of the guy in the last couple of minutes. It was brilliant, brilliant uh, performance. So good. I think I think you've uh, I think you've convinced me, Liam. I was I was going to go Meng, but I think actually on uh, on reliving it, especially reliving it with you two, I think yeah, I think you're right. Flair was uh, was was on. He was on rare form. Yeah, absolute rare form. <laughs> Super brawl. <laughs> <laughs> Vector <laughs> <Fence of> Black. <laughs> so that was the good, but what about the bad? On to our ratings killers. I'll kick us off here, um, just because I want to get in, because I imagine you two have the same thing written down. Hulk Hogan. Um, I don't know how much more of this I can take now, the lads. I don't. I don't. It's getting... The only thing, the only thing that keeps me going is the fact that each week, one of you two managed to make me crack up about how shit it was. But at the time, when I'm watching it alone, I just feel sad. <laughs> it's awful. What I can't understand is like that th- this guy has obviously been the face of wrestling for so long. <laughs> no, yeah, like he's, he's he's getting away with all. Like obviously, being being a certain age, you probably did pick up on this. Like as I think I was, I was seven or eight at this time. I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have cottoned on to how bad no. he really was. So no. I, I can't believe like this this wrestling icon is 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 this bad. Like and, and he's allowed to be this bad. 
you know. I'm with you. I mean, you're reeks right. Reeks nepotism, doesn't it? It really does. And you're does. right. He he is massively over with well kids in the audience. It, it does. It, it flabbergasts me that he still is because you know what he's going to do. But then again, you know, kids watch all kinds of crap over and over again and are <laughs> excited by it. Yeah. Kids are idiots. So. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being sat at home, like you turn you turn your TV on and Hulk Hogan's got a massive sword and a <laughs> like a shit shit bit of stubble drawn on his cheeks and things like that and you're like what oh, the hell is going on a roast chicken bicep <laughs> he's on the pier with a load of uh, drunkards at 11.30 yeah. in the morning exactly yeah. and he's like he's sprinting out with all these bandages all over his head like yeah. it's nonsensical isn't it yeah. I remember right. I remember watching obviously he was covered at the start I, I, was, I hadn't seen any of Nitro or barely any of it I remember watching Raw and um, and me dad saying like you know you're not watching this crap again and i thought i could pretty well you know pretty well justify it. i mean come on dad look at look at the rock look at stone cold look at, look at the undertaker look at, look at triple h look at man isn't this amazing if i'd been watching wcw i couldn't have defended this even you know what i mean no. there's, there's no, no way this would have stood up to like any kind of scrutiny at all like this is this is garbage <laughs> week in week out garbage <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's nonsense. That's, that's all there is to say, really, isn't it? There is. We could end it there. <laughs> I've got the uh, in a similar vein. I've got the end to the show written down just because it's it's a weekly occurrence here with Hogan clearing out the entire ring. It, 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 it never builds to anything. It never goes anywhere. It's no. just the same shit. Hogan flattens them all. Then off we go. Off we go to next week. So right. What are we, what are we right. doing here? What are we building? So right. <laughs> to, uh, to to move it away from Hogan, though, my other my other big killer that I, I wrote down, it was you never mentioned it in the run through for obvious reasons because it was just a fucking non-event. But you know the uh, the Super Brawl promo that they had. I know they plugged yes. it a few times. Obviously, Flair then then you know it's going to live in infamy forever for that that, that bit of commentary. But um, they, they, they they have these like movie style, don't they? Like movie trailer yes. style like videos that they've obviously shelled out for that are generic as fuck. Where they just don't explain what it is. So, like, I, I, I was just looking at it thinking, like, what the fuck is this? So, they say it's not about losing at the start, it's all about winning. So, we have that one three weeks running now. But who the fuck's wrestling there? Who's wrestling Super Bowl? Wouldn't that sell more fucking pay per views and tell us it's not about losing, it's about winning? Who's wrestling? Who's wrestling who? And what are the stakes? Exactly. <laughs> is it saying in it? What a way to sell something. I just want to make money by selling this. Like, I don't know. I've never promoted so an right. event in my life, let alone a wrestling pay-per-view, but I reckon tell people what's happening <laughs> at the event has got to be like right up there, the top priorities, hasn't it? <laughs> it was born out in, in Flair's commentary because that's all he's got to go off. Just, so just say the pay-per-view name a few times, Rick, all right, if you say so. Absolutely, Chris, isn't it? Yeah, but also, it's not about it's not about losing; it's about winning. Well, at least you've had anyway. Carry on. But and half half of the people on the card are going to lose. So for them, so what are they? Are they done? Is that it? (laughs) Well, you knew the stakes. (laughs) We were very clear on the promo flyer. (laughs) It's not about the losing; it's sling your hook. Oh, it's fucking shite. Just tell us. I reckon they'd have sold loads more pay per if they just told people what was going to be on there. I think you might have something. I, I'm going to put forward here the Giants as well. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm like sick of this pantomime now. Like, how, how can you take this guy seriously when he's he's banging on about making Hogan's bones to make his bread or using his bones to make his bread? Like, I'm bored of this. Like, it's so bad. It's so terrible. You know, do you know, 
he looks good for flashes and then you're like, all oh, right, I can get on board with this. And then he opens his mouth on the uh, mic and he, <laughs> yeah. we're in Beanstalk land again, aren't we? So, you know, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't process it. Like You've got this absolute mammoth of a guy who you should be using like in the right way and you're yeah. making him look like a, a complete... A few magic beans short of a... Exactly, like, grim yeah. fairy tale. You saw right. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then another one is the Taskmaster. Like, <laughs> I think we we talked about it during the uh, run through. Like, yeah, he needs to be moved into the back, doesn't he? he needs to be carted off into the back. He should be <laughs> miles away from a microphone, miles oh. away from a wrestling ring, just yeah. you know, not seen or I, heard. I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it when he he, start, he attacked Dan Anderson after that. He was about to do no. exactly what he wanted him to do. <laughs> It was awful. Um, speaking of things that are awful, the continued squashing of Macho Man, right? He's, he's the fucking champ, and you, you wouldn't yeah. know. You wouldn't no, know. Like, it's, 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 if you think about it, like you're right here, it's since, since like, the calendar's turned to 96, I, I bet he's lost, or I bet he's lost five or more he, matches. He, exactly. He loses every flipping week. He's still got this sort of forever-mentioned, unhealing elbow injury, and... But that's that's not like properly built into any kind of storyline. He doesn't really have any storyline apart from he's Hulk's mate, and let's be honest, he's just keeping it warm for a bit until Hulk has it again. Like it's ugh. he got carried out, didn't he, by Hulk and the ref? Like at the yeah. end after he took the beating from yeah. um, the Giants, it's just I mean, just making him look weak as fuck. Absolutely, and I, 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 it winds you up so much. I mean, yeah. I'd love Macho promos, mental and nonsensical though they are, in a kind of you know comedy flair way. Um, and he's genuinely great in the ring, and it, all right, it's the same sort of stuff. But he's got a bit more, a bit more about him. Well, a lot more about him than certain other wrestlers, yeah. Hulk Hogan. But you, you, like, you got your champ, and he's and he's just going after the giant, taking a cheap shot. Well, it was so illogical that as well. Like, well yeah. If that was the giant's title shot, why would not you just do that every time you had a title defense? It completely. If it's someone yeah, with completely. Belt, get yourself disqualified, right? Don't move on. Absolutely. And then, yeah, I know. Oh, just yeah, feel, feel feel bad for the bloke and want to see more of him doing. What he does best, and not this absolute crap, which is basically being Hogan's fucking <laughs> bag carrier, yeah, wingman. Yeah, all of them. They're much better than what I'm going to say. Well, even at Clash of Champions, he had uh, Macho had red and yellow uh, pants yeah, on. Yeah, yes, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, Hulk right. Hogan pajamas back on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> sad to, it is sad to see from this guy who's like. Another wrestling icon he's having to... Oh, I completely agree. Having to prop up uh, Hulk Hogan on a weekly basis. Completely agree. Right, well, we've certainly got plenty to pick from there. I'm, uh, I'm once again going to take the lead and get it in quick. Uh, it's got to be Hogan again. There's, there's, it was it was Danny Dyer from him this week, and it has been for many, many weeks, but this one in particular got me goat. Um, I mean, I, I've had Hogan on the killers list two weeks in a row, so I mean, he, he could easily go there three weeks in a row, but I'm going <laughs> to change it up for uh, for this enough. week. Uh, I, I'm, I was going to go with the Giant, but you've just swayed me there with the burial of Macho Man, like this continued burial of this absolute massive wrestling icon. He's like, sad to see. Um, you know, he's losing a lot of matches. He's, you know, propping up Hulk Hogan every week. It's it's, it's, a, it's a rapid decline, isn't it? It is. It needs to stop. It needs to stop. Jim? Yeah, I think, again, that's a fair point about, about Macho Man, actually. A strong case made there. I, I, I'll just... Uh, I'll, go, I'll go the Super Bowl promo. The Super Bowl promo? The Super Brawl promo. Fair <laughs> enough. It's got me. It just wound me up so much. <laughs> yeah, totally understandable. <laughs> Explain what it is.
that was Nitro, but what about Raw? Let's get into the Raw rundown to find out. We kick off with another 90s film trailer style recap, covering what happened last time out and what's coming up this week, including a billionaire Ted press conference, which they're showing in spite of the threat of legal action. (sighs) We're still in Stockton, California, where we get underway with the Raw band once more. And Doc Hendricks this time is air guitaring like there is no tomorrow. (laughs) Couldn't handle this. Couldn't handle this. (laughs) He's really What's going on with it? Doc? Yeah, he's, is he having a breakdown? It's... I did love Vince absolutely screaming over it, though. Like he was having to absolutely <laughs> yeah. bellow. He was trying his very best to be heard, wasn't he, Vince? We've <laughs> got this ridiculous spectacle with the band playing loud as fuck. Doc Hendricks absolutely <laughs> giving it big portions alongside him. And it's, it's practic- not practical because Vince is having to fucking boom his voice out. Scream. Over the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> if Vince is screaming, Jesus. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, this. You're so right, and Vince and King, they do, they welcome us on comms as the British Bulldogs theme hits, and the man from Blighty appears, accompanied by his manager, Jim Cornette. Bulldogs taking on the man with the leather glove, Diesel, with Davy Boy working on Diesel's leg throughout this match to try and take the big man down from his vertical base. It's going fairly well, but then Yokozuna arrives at ringside to land some cheap shots on Diesel, as the ref isn't looking. Bulldog then takes off the turnbuckle pad, but Diesel's wise to it and smashes his head into the exposed steel, followed by some snake eyes delivered to the same spot. Then he goes for the cover, but at that point, Yokozuna arrives to break up the pin and with a would-have-absolutely-nailed-Bulldog-either-way leg drop, (laughs) which Diesel dodges, (laughs) the man from Japan is then obviously unable to stop the drop and he plants Bulldog, allowing Diesel to get the win via pinfall. One thing I hated about this, when Cornet was distracting the referee... Uh, Yoko Zuna enters the ring from the side, the referee and Jim Cornette are on. So, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You've got this massive, absolute beast of a man. I can't the miss biggest him. Man, the biggest oh, man. Yeah. The biggest you man there. You can't miss him. Like, if, he, if he's getting up on the apron, you're going to feel it as well on the ground. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and Earl Hebner is oblivious. He doesn't know what's going on. There's a massive crash behind him as, obviously, he hits the bulldog. And he still doesn't turn around. <laughs> And just allows this to go on. I mean, he's got... He'll never get thrown fully three feet in the air when this leg drop lands. That's what I mean. How did he not see what him? And then that? how did he not hear him or feel the ground shaking? And also, even if you didn't see him, when this goes on, and Yoko Zuna is at ringside afterwards, you're like, well, I wonder what happened to you. Poirot <laughs> <laughs> <Farrow> is not. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, shocking. Anyway, but I did love that. I love that. Regardless of whether Diesel had rolled out the way or not, Bulldog's dead. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Doc's up next in what Vince calls the mobile studio. No <laughs> funny. It's just a room. It's just a room. It's just a room. Nice. How is it mobile? Doesn't move. <laughs> anyway, just a room where you put them cardboard cutouts in. <laughs> Oh, anyway, where Doc's gravelly voice tells us that we're going to have the latest from Billionaire Ted despite the threat of legal action in just a sec. But first he plugs In Your House that's just three weeks away where world champ Bret Hart will defend the belt against Diesel inside a steel cage. We get a Bret promo, which includes a fuck-up and he's pre-recorded, just do it again, lad, in which he calls Diesel a big dummy and says that he's... <laughs> We've gone full primary school. Yeah, I was a bit... Oh, it's a bit... You've gone a bit out. You've gone a bit too far there. Correct. Brett. Um, but then he does say, great point, uh, that he's never lost inside a steel cage, so Diesel will need to bring everything he's got. Fair enough. 
Doc also says we're going to get the never-ending feud between the 1-2-3 kid and Razor Ramon in a crybaby match, in which the loser will have to put a baby's bottle in their mouth after donning a diaper. Straight from Vince, this. Then Doc asks, can you imagine <laughs> the bad guy with a bottle in his mouth? I, I absolutely can, Doc. We saw it last week, and it, and it was shit. <laughs> They're running out of ideas here. Right? They really are. They're struggling here to, to try and prolong this rivalry. Fucking hell, I don't Cry baby match. Cry baby match. Oh. I mean, when the one, two, three kids is wearing that diaper and, and, and chowing down that bottle, is everyone going to be like, you know, yes, fuck off, one, two, three kids. Look at that. How embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, what's there to achieve here? Oh, I can't, I can't wait to not watch that match. Then Doc says that the WWF received a phone call from the Turner Broadcasting Association on January the 17th. Uh, they expressed their delight, the guy on the end of the phone, at billionaire Ted's vignettes. But they then received a letter from their very same person later on threatening legal action if they were to continue to do them. Doc says that the WWF's ready to stand for their rights, their company and for their fans and then throws to the press conference package. I, I'm quickly get over this because it was it was biblically bad. Ted says in this press conference with a bunch of journalists, and they, they, they certainly were because they weren't actors, says that he's not a hillbilly and doesn't wear cheap suits. And then he takes a few questions, but I lost the will about halfway through and just zoned out. Sadly, the segment ends with the three dreaded words, to be continued. It was, uh, this got me this, because normally we gloss over it as just being tripe, and it is tripe, but <laughs> this... This really got me here, the, the, the hypocrisy of, of... So, like, normally when it's been, like, just stupid jokes and whatever else, this time it was the, 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 the journals asking, like, things like, have you done this? Have you moved to Monday nights to try and, um, you know, hurt the WWF? And are you trying to put the WWF out of business? Like, this is literally... Vince's fucking modus operandi was Correct. put every, every single business out yeah, of business. Exactly. And then now fucking he's got a bit of competition. He's crying about it. You're so right. Yeah. yeah. It's just, just, it just riled me. So insecure, isn't he, Vince? Like, what's he doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was strange as well to show this written letter from Ted Turner as well. Like, yeah, bizarre, I know, I know. What was he doing though? Yeah, like, it, he, he, he thinks of it as a real gotcha, don't he, Vince? But yeah. actually, it's, yeah, I know. It's just fucking shite. And what about when he, um, the straight up tellers, don't they, as well, that wrestling's all fake, when um, the huckster says, when he does that sketch, I've actually, it it's in, in my contract, contract and I yeah. never lose. So <laughs> he just outright tells us there, didn't he, that it's, totally. it's all fucking, it's all, it's all a work. Yeah, shatters, shatters KV right there. <laughs> yeah, just because, as you say, Liam, he's, uh, he's, Touched a nerve on Vince. So. Yeah, because he's fucking yeah. spanked dummy out. About it. Correct, yeah. I think we know who should really be in the crybaby match. <coughs> <laughs> Back to the arena and the body tonners with Sonny are in the ring and they're taking on the Godwins, Henry and Phineas, who are managed by Hillbilly Jim. A slop bucket and lucky horseshoe accompany them to the ring and the latter is given to cousin Phineas by Hillbilly Jim before the match to welcome him to the stable. I believe this is Phineas's debut, but it wasn't quite made clear. Uh, what's happening with Phineas, by the way? How are they making this, a swine-based acronym out of this name? I, I don't, don't understand. Oh, it, it, it's Phineas I. Godwin. Ah, I. Pig. Yeah, so it's Pig. All oh, right. <laughs> right. So, the, so, the, so they're not... Hog and Pig. So the, Hog and Pig. They're the Godwins. Or yeah, the, it's Cousin, Fi- cousin Godwins Phineas. All Godwins and I. Godwins. Oh, this is, this is me. This is me doing the Irish thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, 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 it's <laughs> the initials, <laughs> a middle name, isn't it? Right, yeah, yeah, he's not... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the hog farm, to be sure. <laughs> How many hogs have you got? <laughs> 33. 33 hogs. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, cousin, cousin, cousin Phineas, <laughs> Phineas I Godwin. Yeah, I Godwin. I, I was, that's what I was saying to myself when I was doing it. When I was reading this. How they're related? He's I Godwin. He's all Godwin. How they're related? But then now it all makes perfect sense. The middle names. <laughs> it should be up twice now. It should be up the first time, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's been, he's been duped twice. Pog, Pog doesn't work. So I was saying, so I was saying, does it make sense? I was, It can't be I got rude because then how would they be related? That's what I was, <laughs> so I was in this bind, I was in this massive conundrum. Oh, I thought I had Vince Hook, Line and Singer. <laughs> <laughs> well, they haven't thought this one through, have they? <laughs> yeah, they have. Oh, <laughs> 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 they really didn't take much thinking through either. <laughs> Did you notice who Phineas was, by the way, or who he goes on to become? I, sw- I swear, and this is this is more of a damning indictment on how sad I am that I recognised him. Yeah. <laughs> I went, oh my God, that's Midian. I didn't realise yeah, that's how he started. Yeah, yeah totally Midian. missed it. Yeah. Big lad, bigger lad than I remembered. I did not remember yeah, Midian yeah. being that big. So, yeah. But I didn't do, but I, uh, <laughs> I didn't, didn't know he was Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> We're the hog farmer, so yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's superb. I did like when Vince said "pig, pig, pig" at the start, though. Yeah, not, I as, oh, yeah. not as good as your impression, Steve. But <laughs> it was good. Yeah, that's unrivaled. Oh. That, yeah. <laughs> Sefton Sound Award. I've got the uh, got the trophy in my mantle. Um, and it was also good to see the slop drop back. This was had loads of big moments. Correct, yeah, slop drop return. Well, the slop drop indeed. Thank you, Jim. Getting us back on track. Um, it was a, was a, a really fast-paced and decent enough match uh, with Phineas indeed getting the win by pinfall after hitting Skip with, as you say, the slop drop, uh, which then caused Sonny to, to get so annoyed that she entered the ring and stamped around a bit um, before getting dosy doed uh, against her will by all of the hillbilly lads until she made it out of the ring which was, was bizarre but then they continued to dozy do stamp yeah. and clap in celebration and that was that yeah you're not going to see many better whore downs there than <laughs> oh <laughs> that was, it reminded me of the Alan Partridge sketch of I am down but I'm but I'm not a whore <laughs> <laughs> I think got loads more mileage out of that match than I thought he was <laughs> <laughs> A video package then tells us we're getting a Brett Taker title rematch on Raw next week. You'd assume Brett successfully defends it, otherwise his cage match with Diesel in your house isn't going to be worth having. A recap of Vader going mental the week before as he fought everyone, including Gorilla Monsoon, who suspended him for assaulting officials, is up next. Corner has once again enlisted the services of Clarence Thomas, who reprises his role as attorney at law and he makes a case for quashing this suspension of Vader on the basis that WWF knew exactly who and what Vader was when they employed him. Shaky ground, that one, Clarence. And that he was just defending himself after Gorilla placed his hands on him first. That's more like it. He's always top-notch, is Clarence. I was going to say, is he a shoot lawyer? Because he is very convincing. He's really good, isn't he? Every time. Yeah, he's brilliant. He, he yeah. should be on more. There's, I mean, the amount of disputes and shit we have about everything and contracts and this and that, you'd, you'd, you'd think they'd have him on more. He's great. What about the... Uh... 
The Get Well Soon Gorilla P.O. Box. Just about to get onto it. A Get Well Gorilla placard with postal address <laughs> for fans to send. <laughs> well wishes in on. He's then put on screen. It looks like an obituary <laughs> showing how he met his doom as well, which is weird, with a shot of Vader squashing him on front of it. <laughs> And it'd be really moving if it wasn't for the fact that the raw band was playing in the background and Doc was air guitaring. Doc throughout. was dancing again, yeah. <laughs> just... Just, can you imagine if people hassled the, the mums and dads to go out? Just as the parent, you, I've got to go out, I've got to buy a card, I've got to give it to you, write some fucking crap message in, put one of my stamps on it, go back out, post it. All for fucking Gorilla Monsoon. He's never on the fucking telly. Correct. And you're not going to hold him out and get flattened the, by the... Vader. I think it was on Slam Jam once before that. I would love to know how many cards have gone to that PO box. Cause it... <laughs> and for nothing, like you're never going to see him again, you know what I mean? That's never saw him when he was there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, get killed by Vader? <laughs> so, so PO box? <laughs> Fucking hell. It's outrageous. It was. Absolutely scandalous. And we got some media playing on people's fucking heart strings for someone who was, who was fake injured, you know what I mean? Scandalous. Absolutely scandalous. A bit part player who's fake again. Let's, let's not stress that. Not as someone who's fucking. I mean, they didn't even do this for HBK, did they? When he was. <laughs> you're dead right. Yeah, you're dead yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> the blue champion. Pe- blue Peter oh, sorry, appeal, the, total the would-be champion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorrow. Anyway, next up in the wake of this brutal Vader assault on Gorilla Monsoon, Vince is finally going to reveal the person Monsoon has personally chosen to be acting president in his absence. Vince drags it out a bit, causing King on comms to say, Shut up, McMahon, just tell us. Quite right. And then he does. It's going to be, it's going to be Rowdy Roddy Piper as the man's bagpipes theme music hits and the crowd pops. Piper delivers an entertaining and bonkers promo that puts me a little in mind of Fry and Brian. Uh, in which he immediately interrupts Vince's questioning to ask him, does this mean I'm your boss? Which gets a smirk from Vince, clearly off script, followed by a demand that he calls him Mr. President. Vince again obliges with a bit of a, a, bit of a, uh, a wry smile. Definitely a strong whiff of a shoe here, with Hot Rod clearly enjoying himself. Later on, he grabs the mic completely from, from Vince, condescendingly saying, excuse me just a second there, wouldn't you, champ? And he pats and strokes Vince's cheek with his palm, saying, Nice, sweet kid, as Vince very nearly corpses and has to look up at the stadium lights to stop himself from cracking up. Piper sees a new generation of some of the toughest athletes he's ever seen. These guys are faster, smarter and stronger than his generation, he says. He just says they're a little confused, a little directionless, and that he's going to fix that. From his sporran, he then draws out some rules he's written up that he wants everyone to adhere to going forwards as part of his reign. But Vince says, rules? You never followed any rules in your life. Piper immediately agrees, you're right, and pops them back from whence they came, before saying to the WWF fans, folks, I love you, and you're in good hands with Roddy. Vince says, that's grand for the fans, but what about the superstars? And Hot Rod says, everyone's got to pay the Piper. And then to Vince, you're no different, before getting him in a fireman's carry and spinning him around in midair several times, which seems to crack Vince up again, and then he does it a second time as we fade to a title card saying that HBK is taking on Yokozuna next. Before we get to the main event though, we get the promo debut of a future WWF champ, an Attitude Era megastar. We're in a dimly lit room where we see a close-up of a disfigured ear and a shock of matted brown hair. And the strained, cracking voice of mankind says that there are so many of life's great questions that remain unanswered. Like, why is the sky blue? What happened to my ear? Why am I the way I am? Why are so many people frightened of me? I don't know. Have a nice day. Unbelievable. 
With some huge juxtaposition from this dark, gripping promo, we pop back to the arena where Vince and Lawler casually discuss, I wonder who that guy is, with oh, King saying, I think he's called Mankind, sandbagging the whole thing immediately and bringing us right back down to earth. Sheesh, lads, just do a who or what was that and leave it there. What is this? King said, I'm not exactly sure who that man was, but I think his name is Mankind. <laughs> so you're, yeah. pos- you're positive. Mankind. You're absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? Did he stick around after he made that video? Said everyone he was called Mankind. He made this creepy, scary video. And I, I, I'm, I, everyone, I'm Mankind. And then immediately, oh, just awful, what it? Like, come on, lads. You've got this, you've got this gripping thing here and just immediately killed it. Yeah. Yoko's in the ring with Corny, and as HBK's music hits and Vince acts like he's won the lottery, we're told to watch this, watch this reaction, the standing ovation, before we cut to a crowd of about six middle-aged women wearing a couple of kids who've bought Michael's pleather cap and rose-tinted round sunnies at the merch stand. Hardly a standing ovation. In all honesty, though, later on, he does have the crowd in the palm of his hands as, the, uh, as he shows before the match uh, starts by pointing to Yoko and then giving uh, like a thumbs-up, thumbs-down question and then pointing to himself and doing the same thing with the fans, and they do oblige, you know, Yoko gets booed, he gets cheered, and he does this three or four times, which was, yeah, all right, yeah, you've got them there. Although, it was, um, uh, Yoko himself had some fun by going, like, riling the crowd up by going, and really celebrating, gen- really genuinely, which got a big boom, and I thought, well done, Yoko, at least. And you got, you got even bigger, like, kind of more organic, but I guess that's what they were kind of building towards. Um, but when he, he threw him out the ring straight away, yeah. and then, then he shouted something, didn't he? Shouted some, yeah. some Steve Bruce out of the crowd, and then <laughs> they there was genuine kind of booze. Yeah, they, correct. It felt like it was kind of worthwhile for that. Yeah, you're dead right, you're dead right. Um, End of the match we go, and as you say, uh, Michaels is is there planting sort of successive right hands on Yoko, sending him, as you say, very gently through the second and third ropes to the outside, at which point Cornet signals to Owen Hart to come down the ramp and join them, and Owen remembers who HBK is going to meet in your house for his shot at the WrestleMania, um, shot at the title at WrestleMania on the line, Um, and out he comes standing next to Jim Cornette, as he does for the match, sort of glaring on, trying to distract HBK. It was a relatively entertaining one, this. HBK, I thought, did a genuinely cracking job of working around the immobile Yoko, who is obviously a great wrestler, but he's just simply too too immobile to, to do much more than just stay in the middle of the ring as everyone just runs around him, bouncing off the ropes and stuff, which I thought HBK did really well. Um, as part of that, Sean does some monster selling of like huge mm. Irish whips that send him up and over the turnbuckle to the outside, That's where Owen quality. then gets in some cheap yeah. shots. And it genuinely, you got it from the from the camera at ringside, and it looked absolutely I mean, violent as anything. You thought, fucking well played, mate. Fair enough. You've got to, The got speed to the guy down. gets. It's insane. He's fucking run the ring. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. You're right. He did some absolutely yeah. monster selling. Um, and then as he gets out, Owen's able to get some cheap shots in. So, you know, all in all, they did really well, I thought, with what was a very limited, What you know, they had a very limited sort of palette to, to, to paint with, but they did did, did really well. There's a crack in there. Moonsault as well, Michael's executed, which is just... just Picture perfect. Anyway, the finish is, after a long, long rest hold nerve grip that Yoko applies to HBK, which followed on from a long, long rest breather as HBK sold how hurt he was on the outside of the ring for an eternity, uh, gets countered by Michaels, who then explosively bounces off the ropes, and I mean explosively, gets clocked with a big shoulder tackle, then dodges a huge leg drop, misses with a diving headbutt from the top rope before the two start slugging it out with these huge right hands, Two running forearms from HBK that looked incredible. Like he leaps about 10 foot away from him and plants it. It's just, just great. A stomp to the head, up to the top row, but no, he's caught in midair by Yokozuna, who begins to squeeze the life out of him with a bear hug after all this brilliant 
entertaining action. At this point, Jim Cornette smells blood for his charge and distracts the ref by climbing onto the apron to allow Owen to knock out Sean with a spinning heel kick. But HBK ducks and he plants Yoko just like Yoko did to Bulldog earlier on. The lads have done it again. Out of the ring rolls Owen before the ref turns around, leaving Yoko open to a super kick that HBK delivers and it gets him the one, two, three. Bulldog then arrives as well as Cornette's stable back HBK into a corner, but HBK's mate Diesel soon turns up to back up his buddy, causing the Cornette crew to skulk off licking their wounds. On the way out though, Cornette's grabbed by Vince for a quick promo and Cornette duly obliges, delivering another belting one in which he challenges HBK and Diesel to a tag team match next week. The two dudes with attitudes, as Vince keeps saying, don't respond, but instead do this sort of piss-taking, ooh, whilst flapping yeah, the fingers it, towards him. Awful. Hated it. And it, this understandably incenses Jim Cornette. And with that, we are out. So that was Monday Night Raw. What did we make of it this week then? All right, we want to kick off with the Raw ratings builders, lads. I'll go first. I'll uh, I'll put forward Shawn Michaels. Um, as you've said in the in the in the run through there, he, I mean, he takes some bashing from us for his antics when he's you know arsing <laughs> around in the ring and the clobbery words and things like that. But there's no doubt in the talent of the guy. Like oh. he was bumping like an absolute pro in the uh, in, in the main event there. He he got Yorko's in over big time. Yeah. Um, and his, his his athleticism and his speed, as you said, Jim, is is unreal, isn't it? He, he, he what 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 a performer! So he uh, he he definitely was a shining light on Raw this week. Yeah, I completely agree. And he was he was unbelievable this week, absolutely unbelievable. I know it's all about him, and there's a lot of ego and stuff in there, and the uh, promos aren't great, but we didn't we didn't get that this week. We just got him in the ring making what could have been an absolute... I was, I was dreading this because I thought, well, I don't know exactly what we're going to get. And we did get it, but it was so entertaining. I thought, oh, fair yeah. enough, mate. You've done. You've, you've won me over there. Fair play. Yeah, I'll, I'll third that. I've, I've got Michael's written down as well. It's just, I think it's, it's probably the best uh, performance from him we've seen since we started the, uh, yeah. the whole watch through, isn't it? Yeah, and, I'd agree. Yeah, he's, he's just ridiculous. Ridiculous like, agility and speed and everything else. Uh, moving on from that, I've got the... And they managed to fuck it up with Noah, as we mentioned, but they, they had the Mankind uh, teaser. Yeah. So, yeah, so we knew, exciting. Beat scene, fucking Hulk Hogan, clear the ring, <laughs> shit chair shots for weeks on end anyway. So, yeah, that's something <laughs> to look forward to, isn't it? You're so right. It's like, you know, you compare that with, like, you know, cheery fighting hillbillies, billionaire Ted and sumo wrestlers. Like, you, you, And we've got this and you just went like, right, I want I want to see I want to see the next one of those. And yeah. particularly in a show where it's minutes away from seeing billionaire Ted, this absolute snooze fest, like it would just look great. His, his delivery, it's this kind of, it's a bit, a bit Jake the Snake, but a bit, bit more like a sort of aggressive than that and unhinged and oh, it's so good. So, so good. If you think if you think about it as well, the promos that we always talk about a uh, uh, Goldust Undertaker. Mm. So it's the ones that are, are totally different to what both shows are, are yeah, used to. You know, it's, you're so it's, right. not, it's not people screaming down the mic. Or yeah, that's it. You're so showing right. how aggressive they are. It's just something totally, you know, different. And and you need that, don't you? Just to just to even it up a little bit. And yeah, it's a great. Point. Again, this was this was this was only shorts, but it, it was definitely leaving you wanting more, wasn't it? Completely, completely agree. Um, another one for me. Jim Cornette again. I know I said him last week, but he 
he really is this week and again not this is any surprise when you say anything revelatory but he really is the secret sauce that makes half of this stuff work like <laughs> it gives like bucket loads of credibility to something that would other be super cartoony and silly and all the rest of it like he, he you know and I don't think I've, I don't think we've seen him have an off day you know what I mean I don't think there's ever been an instance so far when he hasn't been anything other than great you know <laughs> like he was like the perfect stooge manager at ringside who set up the finish by getting on the apron distracting Lebanon and stuff Um and, you know, and then acting like he stepped on a landmine when his dastardly plan failed, like, and then, but then he's also doing like Clarence Mason stuff, where he's you know building that up and giving Clarence extra credence and all the rest of it. He's just he's just amazing, just just yeah. born. Can't say enough good things about him. I want to just mention as well, finding out that Phineas Godwin's middle name was I, just for the sheer fact that Pig can appear on the uh, on the screen when he comes out. That's like genius. So. <laughs> now we get pig and hog when uh, when the Godwins come out. That's superb, <laughs> superb crack. Incredible. All right, what are we gonna what are we gonna pick this week then? Has anyone been swayed? I, I mean, I think I, I think I probably have. In fairness, again, I think I think HBK. I was leaning towards either Cornet or Mankind, but I think again, actually, on on Barnes, and given that he took up the bulk of the show, I think yeah, HBK. For you're right for all the shtick we've given him. I think he I think he deserves it this week. Yeah, same from me. In the interest of, of fairness, we're always quick to criticise him and I don't get what he's all about and it's part of shite, but um, <laughs> he, he was very impressive this week, so yeah, um, he's, he's the builder for me as well. Full house, Liam? Yeah, full house for me. Uh, as, as we say, like, as soon as he gets his, uh, or as soon as he's teasing to get his ass out, we're always like jumping <laughs> on his back kind of thing, so. <laughs> not not literally. It, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not literally, but... It is only fair like, to, to highlight how good he's in the ring. I think we forget that sometimes. Well, I do, personally. Yeah, you're you spot on. Absolutely Just because spot. of how annoying like the, the antics are before and after, but in the ring, there's the ability second to none, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely spot on. Over to the killers, then. I'll, I'll, I'll go first just because again I'm, I'm I'm rinsing and repeating from last week the billionaire Ted segment it, it's 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 unwatchable I'm sorry it's unwatchable for me I can't and now now the Turner Broadcasting have bitten they're absolutely going to double down on this aren't oh, they? Yeah. this is this isn't going anywhere for a long time when I'm I'm gutted <laughs> like I just said the, the audacity of like going down this like kind of road simply because you know you're losing the ratings war at the moment and. You know your 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 organisation's one that is responsible for putting a lot of the uh, the minor organisations out of business. And <laughs> exactly. as soon as you're threatened, as soon as you're threatened a little bit, you, you start you know yeah. chucking your toys out the pram kind of thing. So <laughs> it's perfect. It is. It is. It's all right. It is. It's yeah. It, it's just, on my list as well. Just because of how, like I said earlier, how riled it got me, just because of the sheer hypocrisy, the sheer yeah. lack of any self awareness, and. Yeah, just I don't know. And he, Vince himself, obviously, I don't know how rich he was at this point in time. I know he obviously wasn't a billionaire then, but yeah. like he's obviously still very, very rich. And to be carried on like he's fucking running the local DIY shop and B and Q are moving in next door, it's, <laughs> it's beyond absurd. Spot on, absolutely spot on. Um, your words, Liam, were from the last episode were, were reverberating round my head this week as well. We we just we, we can't have we're not allowed to have two cracking episodes from either show back to back. We're not allowed it, and yeah. it it just fell flat this week. And I was just that's that's all I could think. Like I know we need breathers from people, right? As I've said before, and that was great seeing having a breather from Sting and Lex on WCW. But but this week we had no Hunter Hearst Helmsley, no Vader, no Goldust, no Ringmaster, Ringmaster, no Undertaker, no Razor Ramon, no Bret Hart in action. 
But we did about five minutes plus of Billionaire Ted. And, you know, I know it's, I'm sure that's down to the fact that it's, you know, recorded and we got them last week in the first half of the thing, so we're not getting them this week. But, like, if anyone could do with a breather, it's fucking Billionaire Ted. And yet, this is what we're getting every week with all these yeah. people on your roster that I would like to watch. Like, um, fucking hell. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to put forward the uh, the Bulldog and Diesel match as well, simply because it was literally blow for blow the same as the main event. I think it was at Survivor Series um, yeah, a, couple of, right. a couple of weeks back. And, you're right. Um, at the time we highlighted it, you know, I think... I think Diesel got he did get some flack, didn't he, from Vince about how how lethargic the performance was, and it was a carbon copy of that match. Yeah, you know, slow. Bulldog targets the leg, and then the 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 you know they go down that road for seven or eight minutes, and just drab. I think it did. You, you, your curtain raises supposed to just grab your attention straight away, and it was quite forgetful. Um, so yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't enjoy that at all. Yeah, I he is drabbing. Him. He is drab Diesel. He is, I just I just can't get into him as like no. he's meant to be like a baby face. He's just so yeah. meh. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. We've mentioned it's that right. before, haven't we? It's just yeah, the conflict and ideas, isn't it? He's he's pissed off one minute and he like hates everyone, then he's in the ring with Shawn Michaels giving it that I'm scared shit patter to weird you know, yeah. and, you know, I just spawn. He's just unbuttered bread and he slice after <laughs> slice of unbuttered bread. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got my final um, my final killer that not a killer per se, because obviously it brought us Quite a lot of entertainment, and but the the body donners in the in the ring with 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 the the Irish lads, the Godwins, um, <laughs> they just they, they seem good, like really good, and they like the only purpose like the the, the that match took place, didn't it? So they could have the whole down at the end with Sonny. Correct. That was the yeah. Only, yeah. that was the whole reason Completely. to get Sonny on a telly, wasn't it? And 100%. it was what a, what what a waste. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they are. Yeah. Brilliant in the ring. Just put a yeah. just put a put a video of her playing pool again. It's like it's much shorter, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? No, yeah. No. She's literally she's featuring week on week. You yeah. know, just to try and get the uh, the, the perverts tuning in who were yeah. who, who were keen after watching the, the pool vid the other week. So oh, you mean she like, might know a few safety shots yeah. now if she's played. <laughs> <laughs> no, no wonder she's such a such a fan of us. <laughs> we cover this lot again. <laughs> This is definitely his origin story. This is where he definitely got into wrestling. You can trace it back oh, to yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, this is, this is how his uh, descent into mass murderer yeah. began. Yeah, absolutely. This was, this yeah. was the catalyst. <laughs> Our only fan <laughs> gone. <laughs> Christ. All right then. Uh, what are we all picking? After all that, has anyone's arguments swayed any others, or are we? The hypocrisy of billionaire. Sorry, sorry, go and finish. No, no, go on. No, the hypocrisy of billionaire Ted. uh, Too much to bear for me. Nice billionaire Ted segment on the whole for me. So yeah, uh, uh, related linked killer Um, Liam. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll 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 go with that as well. It's it's uh, it's, I mean it right. It ran its course after one one episode, but here we are. Here we are. Six episodes in, it's still going on. TBC. Yeah, and we're getting another one. So. We really are. Fucking hell. Unbelievable. I know. Yeah, wheel out, wheel out some decent wrestlers that you're not putting on. Yeah, you've got loads of them. I know. So, so is that a, a Ted? Is that two full houses on the T- Yeah, two, two clean sweeps for all this yeah. week. There you go. I've rarely seen that. Before. Yeah, it hasn't. You know, we're getting really good now. sound effect for that, surely. <laughs> no, point, no, it's no point in the round again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that exciting either. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Well, with all of that in mind, let's see which show we thought should have gone over this week. Jim, kick us off. Which show gets your vote? Do you know what? It's hard, this. It's hard because like, you quite rightly said, Steve, about we, we can't have two two good shows in a row, can we? Um, Not allowed them. The Liam rule. The, the lost Liam rule applies. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? Um, uh, so uh, with that in mind, although it didn't really deserve it, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Nitro. Fair enough. I mean, I can't argue with it. The crowd were into it. That, that made it seem better. I'll go with that. Fair enough. That, that's, some, that's some logic. Solid. Liam? Um, yeah, I think both shows are quite forgetful. Uh, wasn't wasn't great for, for both uh, both organisations this week, but Nitro, I think, just, yeah. Um, I'll go with that, Nitro. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, equally tough for me. I mean, genuinely, genuinely tough. Uh, I think, on balance, Raw probably held me attention more throughout the thing. Um, though Flair's antics at the end of Nitro almost swung it, but, but yeah, probably not quite. Prob- probably Raw for me, but <sighs> neither was great. Well, that's what we think, but what did the American public think in 1996? Over to the Golden Envelope to find out the TV ratings. Raw, 2.4. Nitro, 2.8. Nitro takes it. Which means... Once again, we are all tied up on the Monday night scoreboard. We're all square at nine apiece. It's quite interesting. It's such a resounding fucking, um, you know, such a clear difference between the two ratings, given that yeah. last week, Raw was Rob's far superior. Show, yeah. yeah, totally. I know. You, 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 applying logic never seems to work. No. <laughs> it's, it's... And on the back of Clash of Champions, you'd think, like, that would have... You know, Put people of... off, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Not watching that shite best. to get you saw, right? Fucking oh, you know. hell. So that is it for this episode of the Monday Night Scores Season 2. Next time out, we've got the title on the line as Bret Hart takes on Taker. We've got Gorilla Monsoon talking about Vader. And Marcus Bagwell's facing off against Nature. Boy. But will it all live up to the hype? you have to tune in next time to find out. Right, well, before we head off to start tracking down professional-grade manure and cat zappers on Amazon, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We're at TMNScores. That's at TMNScores. Or you can now follow us on Instagram. We're The Monday Night Scores. You can't get that one wrong, can you? Pause and all. Well, all that's left for us to say is don't sue us and goodbye. So thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, this has been the Monday Night Scott. I think I said pause and all in that. Um... There's the episode mean? title. <laughs> <laughs> They're searching for the words, that's what I came up with. Pause and all. Sorry, it moves about. It'd have to be in there. First things in, last things out. <laughs> Pause and all. <laughs> oh, dear.